Last Thursday night, the Oklahoma University women's softball team accomplished an amazing feat. But winning its third World Series championship in a row and extending its record-breaking winning streak to 53 games isn't the feat that is most amazing. Welcome to Kingdom Currents. I'm Glenn Schultz, your host, and today I want to reflect on something that has dominated my social media feeds this past week. I am one who has always enjoyed competitive athletics, and having played college basketball and coached at the high school level for several years, athletics has been a big part of my life. Now, I usually don't follow women's college softball, but one of my grandsons attends Oklahoma University. Last year, he started telling the family about the women's softball coach at the university. Now, she's built quite a powerhouse, but that wasn't what captured my attention. My grandson explained how the coach was very vocal about her faith in Christ and how that impacted her coaching of the team. Now, now if you follow college softball, you've heard about what the OU team has accomplished this year. They have set records in so many different areas of women's softball, and it came to a climax this past Thursday night with a 3-1 victory over the Florida State Seminoles. The victory marked the team's 53rd straight victory, which is an NCAA record. It also established Oklahoma softball as one of only two teams that has won three straight women's softball World Series championships. The team's accomplishments are numerous, to say the least. However, what was so unusual about this team's run to the championship had to do with the coaches and the players' focus on their relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Now, there have been other athletes who will thank the Lord and give glory to Him during interviews and in just about every major sport at both the college and professional levels. However, this team's commitment to Christ was the basis for every single response to questions that they were asked at every press conference throughout the tournament. One player in particular caught my attention. You may have heard her name. Her name is Grace Lyons, and she's a redshirt senior on this year's team. I want to share a little bit about her accomplishments over just the past two years so that you have a little better perspective of what an exceptional athlete she is. During the 2022 season, she played in all 62 games, making 61 starts at shortstop. She batted 401 with 23 home runs, seven doubles, three triples, and 70 RBIs. She ranks sixth in the country in RBIs and eighth in the country in home runs. Defensively, she ranks second on the team with 13 double plays, with 64 putouts and 80 assists, with just six errors for a 96% fielding percentage. Uh, on February 13, 2022, she had her streak of 151 consecutive starts snapped. During the regular season, she led the Sooners' defense with 48 putouts, 57 assists, and turned 11 double plays. She was subsequently named the Big 12 Conference Softball Defensive Player of the Year for the second consecutive year. She was also named a top 10 finalist for the USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year. Now, now during her senior year, her last year, she served as team captain. 
And she led the Sooners team uh, that ranked first nationally with a 98.8 percentage uh, fielding uh, level. During the regular season, she had 42 putouts and 59 assists with nine double plays and just three errors all season. She was again subsequently named the Big 12 Conference Softball Defensive Player of the Year. That was her third consecutive year with that honor. She became the first player in conference history to win the award three times. The capstone of her career came in the final game of the World Series when she hit a home run to give the Sooners the lead that they never relinquished. As you can see from her statistics, she performed at a level that few athletes ever achieve. Lyons recently recorded a video that was her letter that she wrote to the sport of softball that she had played since childhood. As I listened to this this, uh, recorded video, I was just amazed at her perspective and how it changed when something happened in her life. So I want to take time and I want you to listen carefully to the words uh, of this player. Dear softball, I fell in love with you when I was a little girl, always carrying around my glove, throwing tennis balls off the wall, and hitting with my dad in the park. I played with the boys when there was no softball, and then finally switched over once recruiting started, and that's when it started to get serious. I hungered for competition and strived for excellence, but for a while, you were something that my hands had such a tight grip on. My identity was tied so tightly to a game that leads to failure almost all of the time, and I rode the roller coaster of emotions. Then I met Jesus. I learned I have a loving father who died for my sins and has a plan for my life, a plan to give me a hope and a future. My perspective changed when I realized you were just something I did, not who I was. Jesus tells me who I am and I wanted to bring this light into the softball world and play the game differently. I was so blessed to have the opportunity to attend the best university in the country and play for the best program imaginable. Yes, winning a few national championships and winning some personal honors is amazing, and I will never take that for granted. But it is so much greater than what goes on on that dirt. First, I have met some of my best friends and my future husband at OU. Praise the Lord. But even more so, the Lord has given me a platform to shine a light that the world tries to dim. The expectation is to idolize you. And the promise is that true joy comes from reaching a goal that you have put all of your effort into. Yes, we as Christians are expected to work hard at all that we do for Christ, but the real victory has already been won on the cross, Jesus dying for my sin and saving me. Because of this, I have an eternal hope that allows me to play your game free with fullness of joy that comes only from the Lord. With this mindset, I have played the most joyful softball the last five years. What's crazy is that this joy doesn't come after big wins, home runs, championships, etc., because all of those things will fade away. I am filled with a steadfast joy when I see one of my teammates decide to get baptized and become a sister in Christ. I will never forget worshiping with my teammates, singing the song Nobody in center field after winning the second national championship. God is so awesome. My prayer when I started college was that I could be a vessel that the Lord uses in his kingdom to bring others to know him. As I leave college softball, I pray that others can know how loved they are by the creator of the world and that Jesus can use you in mighty ways. You just need to be willing and obedient. I'll end with one of my favorite verses, Romans 8, 28. 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Sincerely, Grace Lyons. Grace Lyons is the epitome of someone who pursued biblical excellence. Unfortunately, most Christians, including Christian schools and churches, pursue worldly excellence. Now, by worldly excellence, I mean excellence that is solely based on performance and achievement. It is horizontal in focus and can be summed up in two words, compare and compete. See, when you pursue worldly excellence, one or an individual or a uh, organization is excellent, or a team or a school is excellent, only when they outperform or beat everybody else. Now, there is no question a person like Grace Lyons performed at an extremely high level. Her performance has definitely been, quote-unquote, excellent. However, in her letter to softball, she pursued true biblical excellence. Once, in her words, she met Jesus. See, her identity, once she met Jesus, changed from what she did on the playing field of softball to her relationship with Jesus Christ. See, that's what marked this team so different from others that I have followed. Their identity wasn't wrapped up in were they going to win or their winning streak or the number of world championships or, or the number of home runs they hit, which was unbelievable. Their whole identity was wrapped up in their personal relationship with Jesus Christ and with each other. I think they had a saying that went something like this. What we do is we focus in, in on the circle of of their, their team and up, up on God and his role in their lives. What, What we've got to understand, John the Baptist said it all in just one short sentence. See, when he was sort of being promoted by others, He simply said in John 3.30, he, meaning Jesus Christ, must increase, I must decrease. See, that's the posture of a person who's pursuing true excellence. That's the posture of of what a Christian school or an athletic team uh, is when they pursue uh, true excellence. They are looking at, they are decreasing in importance and Jesus Christ is increasing. See, one of the biblical principles of kingdom education states that the education of children and youth must be characterized by the pursuit of biblical excellence based on godly character resulting in competent performance. The goal of true excellence for a Christian, for a team, a family, a church, or a school should be Christ-likeness, not performance. See, godly character is what is most important. Now, that doesn't mean that performance doesn't matter or that it can be mediocre at best. See, performance isn't what is most important. However, it will be the result of one's desire to be like Jesus Christ. Gary Enrig says that character must be central to the pursuit of excellence. Why? Because character colors all that someone does. See, anything we do should be our best effort, not to prove we're better than someone else, but because everything we do is a reflection on Jesus Christ, who actually gave his life for our salvation. 
Paul sums this up in his letter to the Colossian Christians. In chapter 4, verse 23, he writes, Whatever you do, do your work heartily as to the Lord rather than for men. And then he goes on and reminds us that whatever we do, it is the Lord Christ whom you serve. And when we realize it's the Lord Christ whom we serve, then we really would do our best and we would try to be a great example of who he really is and what he did for us. Understanding and pursuing biblical excellence is just one of the biblical principles that form the biblical philosophy of education that I call kingdom education. With the current state of society, it is absolutely necessary that Christian school leaders, pastors, parents fully understand kingdom education and then develop strategies to implement all these principles into everything we do in our efforts to educate the next generation. Now, now I know that you've heard me say this before on other episodes of Kingdom Currents. But, but I cannot put into words how important it is for Christian school leaders and pastors to attend one of this summer's uh, Kingdom Education Summits. See, at a summit, that's where we dig deep into understanding the need for Kingdom Education. We also will try to fully understand what is meant by this term, Kingdom Education. And then, how do you develop strategies to apply and advance kingdom education in the home, church, and school. This isn't really an option that we have right now. It's something that is mandated if we're going to be successful in raising godly young people to be like Grace Lyons. So I really want to encourage those, especially in the western part of the country where we haven't done a lot of kingdom education events, but Do whatever it takes to at least get someone from your school's leadership or your school board to attend a Kingdom Education Summit that will actually be taking place in Phoenix, Arizona. The other one that we do will be uh, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. So if you haven't registered for one of this summer's uh, Kingdom Education Summits, just simply go to my website, kingdomeducationministries.com. That's kingdomeducationministries.com. Go there today and register. I want to thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Currents. I am so grateful for those of you who continue to share this podcast with others. Let's take time and learn from young Christian leaders like Grace Lyons and pursue biblical excellence in all we do. May our identities as individuals, families, churches, and schools be defined by our relationship with Jesus and not by our performance. Have a great day. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.